0: the gladiator mentality and people look at us like oh, okay really all right yeah really
1: all right let's do this diamond envy podcast i'm your host tyler mcobus diamond is always brought to you by kaven's group check them out group.com playoffs yeah we want to talk playoffs today regionals are here across college softball and as you know no big deal but the Sooners are the number one overall seed once again. No surprise there, and something that we're uh, honestly kind of accustomed to at this point. It goes to uh, preseason expectations, what we have in this program of this team. But it's here, it's exciting, and the run begins now as OU shoots for its third consecutive national championship I tell all of you and I have to remind myself too, to live in the moment this is a special time in this program's history it's a special time in the sports history OU shooting for its third consecutive national championship enjoy the most enjoyable part of the entire year it's exciting best time of the year here we go and here's how I currently feel just a few hours before the opening game of the regional against Hofstra You know, at this moment, not knowing exactly what's going to happen this weekend, I feel as good as I could have. And I feel as good as I would have hoped back in February. You know, when we evaluated this team before the season and its chances to go back to back to back before the year, if I would have at that time wished for how this team was going to look the morning of the opening game in regionals, where this team currently sits is exactly what I would have hoped for. And not just because of the number one overall seed, sure, that helps, but really because of the way that this team is pitching, the way this team is hitting, the way this team is defending, heck, the way that this team is running bases right now. Everything that goes into winning softball, I feel like OU sits in a really good spot for that. And I understand that none of this guarantees a national championship, the way that I feel today going into the thing. Heck, none of this even guarantees they'll make it out of the Norman Regional this weekend. But do I feel good about things right now and where this team currently sits and how they're trending and the past of how they performed at this time of the year? You bet I do. You know what makes me feel a little uh, a little warm and cozy inside, knowing that OU is going to have to get beat twice to not make it out of regionals, and then that's going to have to happen again in super regionals in a best of three series, and then then that then it's going to have to happen in the women's college world series. Well, I, I say two losses. Heck. Oh, you lost twice, two years ago, and still won the national championship. Lost the opener to James Madison, and then lost the uh, opener of the championship series to Florida State. Still won the championship. This pitching staff is elite. I'm not breaking any news, but this pitching staff is elite, and I strongly feel it's going to be incredibly difficult, and I mean incredibly difficult, for someone to beat them twice. Heck, we just played 50-plus games this year, and no one was able to beat them twice, just once. So the fact that someone's going to have to beat him twice throughout a weekend or twice throughout a week, yeah, I, it's one of the many reasons that I feel good about where OU sits officially going into the postseason starting on Friday night. Pitching staff is elite. The offense is elite. Defensively, they're elite. They're doing all the small things. They're running bases while they're just doing everything that winning a softball requires. But not only is the staff elite, it's also fresh. And I think that's the major advantage, or it's been the major advantage this year, of having three aces in the rotation. They're fresh and they're ready to go. You can't necessarily say that about everyone else across the country. This is the time of the year where you're asking a lot out of your starters. Clemson will be doing that with Cagle. Uh, of course, Oklahoma State will be doing that with Kelly Maxwell. I mean, you you know the big name starters across the country. This is where hey, we really need some strong innings out of you. We need some long innings out of you. And a lot of those pitchers have already thrown a ton of innings so far this regular season. It's not the case with OU. It's not the case with OU during the season, and it's not going to be the case for OU during the postseason. They're fresh right now, and I think that they're going to be able to stay fresh as the postseason goes on. It's about to get really hot here across the state of Oklahoma especially when you get into June and you're playing in Oklahoma City for the Women's College World Series. Gets hot, you know? Not only is there arm fatigue, but there's body fatigue. And if you've got three legitimate aces, which OU has right now, it makes life a lot easier, a whole lot easier during the, uh, the most critical part of the year. So they're fresh. They're ready to go. The vibes are very strong with me right now in this team's pursuit of a third consecutive national championship. And by the way, I do believe in a little something called championship DNA. I don't know about the rest of you. I subscribe to the whole championship DNA mindset. When the games become the biggest, the elite teams rise to the occasion. That's in any sport, but I feel like especially in college softball. I mean, that. I, mean, I, I say that that happens during the postseason. That happened during the regular season. Oh, you finished with a 51-1 record with the toughest schedule in the sports. But we've seen it several years now. This program knows how to win in the postseason. They know how to get it done. It doesn't matter if their backs are against the wall against Tulsa and all hope looks lost in a regional. they got to have to have an amazing comeback in a late-inning situation just to make it out of a regional. Oh, my gosh, they're going to lose to Tulsa. Or, you know, OU loses to James Madison in the first game in the Women's College World Series. Everyone is shook, and you look up, and now OU has to win four straight just to make the championship series. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter the situation. This time of the year, this program finds a way. And as I look at it now, they're the most talented team with the best coach in the field. I feel good about things. I'm not cocky. I'm not arrogant. I'm just confident with the way that things sit right now. And for those of you that follow me on Twitter, you know that I'm a tad annoyed about the Player of the Year voting, with the final three candidates being released on Wednesday. And uh, frankly, I'm I'm shocked. I was shocked on Wednesday. When I saw that, when Jessica Bame uh, tagged me in a tweet, and I had to quote tweet it, I just couldn't help myself. Couldn't help myself. I am, uh, like you, shocked an OU player isn't going to win the award, but I'm floored OU doesn't have a player in the top three. Now, I and I'm trying to be more conscious of this, I don't want to be the fan that thinks every award or every postseason honor should go to an OU player. I respect the game of college softball too much to think, oh, every single... Player on the all Big Twelve team, it should be all Sooners. Oh, the 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 final three for player of the year. Well, that should have been Coleman. That should have been ball, and that should have been Jennings. What are we talking about here? I don't want to be that fan. I don't want to be that softball fan. I yeah, so you asked the best players, I think, but that doesn't mean that they have to win every single postseason award. But what I don't want to take place is for OU bias to happen. I don't want OU bias to take place in these postseason awards. Now, I'm not accusing anyone of that. I just don't want the situation to occur where OU players are punished for how good their teams are. And if that sounds a little bit crazy to you, let me explain. I hear some podcast out there, and some of you let me know that this is going on, that there's some podcast out there and maybe some national analysts that aren't giving Jordy Ball and this pitching staff enough credit for what they've done because the players around them are really, really good. And I just think that that's completely ridiculous. Anyone, anyone with a pair of eyes, and heck, maybe even someone that just has one eye, can see how dominant OU has been in the circle if you just watch the games this year. The fact that there's some out there that might want to take away from individual OU players because everyone around them is really good is ridiculous it's unfair and honestly it's kind of dumb to be honest put jada coleman in UCL's ucla's lineup put her in florida state's lineup what, whatever whoever i bet the numbers look similar and hey and maybe even in the case of ucla maybe they're even better because few teams in the sport have played a comparable schedule to ous this year put tiara jennings on tennessee's roster or hey put her on texas tech's roster again i bet the numbers look the same if not better. but they look really good regardless. The notion that OU players are getting knocked down because the team keeps winning is strange to me. It's, it's, it's really strange. Like, guess who helps them win every game? Guess who's helped them be in pursuit of the longest winning streak in college softball history? Yeah, T.R.A. Jennings, Jada Coleman, and Jordy Ball. And have other players helped out with that as well? Sure, absolutely, but those have been the main three here. For, you know especially TRA and Jada but Jordy as of here late for sure I just I don't I don't get the argument as to you know oh you shouldn't get full credit because everyone else around them is really good that that doesn't that doesn't add up to me like is it really OU fatigue maybe if it's not that then I can't come up with a serious reason as to why OU doesn't have one player in the top three and hey all three players on that list are incredible players who had incredible seasons and And I'm not going to knock any of the three. That's not really what I'm here for. That's not my argument. They're all great players. Respect all of them. But do I really think there's not a top three player on OU's roster? Of course not. In fact, I think the best player hits leadoff and plays center field at Marina Hinesfield. And again, the main point I'll make is not everything is equal in this sport. Not everyone gets everyone's best game from opponents like OU does. No one's walking around with the target on their back quite like OU softball. And when you combine that with the toughest schedule in the game this year, it's not all equal. Jennings, Coleman, and Ball have gaudy stats, but they didn't come the way that the numbers came for the other finalists. I'm just saying. I think that that's the case. Now, maybe none of the three care. I'm sure in a media setting, all three would say, they don't care. Individual awards, whatever. We won a championship. I'll believe that. Sure, I do. But at the same time, these individual accolades are special, and I'm disappointed none of the three will get it. Now, the bright side of it, extra motivation heading into the postseason, probably, check, and I, I don't hate that. <laughs> you saw Alyssa Brito last week and how she responded after her snub. Same thing going to happen this week, would not bet against it. I'm sure Patty doesn't hate the extra motivation, but at the same time, I'm sure she also likes her players getting the uh, the recognition that they deserve. All right, Cavens Group, title sponsor of the podcast. As always, appreciate their support. Uh, they can do it all, 5 Tool Player. Just like T.R.A. Jennings, who was snubbed. Just like Jada Coleman, who was snubbed. If you've got storm damage, emergency repairs at your home or your office building, Cavensgroup.com, or 405-573-3048. That's 405-573-3048. All right, no guests this episode, but we do have plenty of audio to get to, so let's go ahead and do that now. Let's hear first from Bob Stoops, XFL champion Bob Stoops. He was on... Uh, My radio show on Thursday at the Ref, which, by the way, this pod isn't the only place I talk softball. Also do it on my show from 2 to 6 Central every single day. Download the KREF app if you haven't already. Yeah, we talk a lot of football, but we also talk a lot of uh, college softball as well. Here's Bob on Patty managing the winning streak with postseason play finally here.
0: What I observed watching Patty's team play the last few years is uh, the amount of joy they get playing.
1: Mm-hmm. And when
0: you're playing that way, that, they, you're not getting tight. And even though there's been some you know, a tight game or maybe late in the game, you know, whatever inning, and, you know, it's still 0-0. Zero, zero, there have been some of those, right? Or have been 1-1. One, one, we've been in some close ones. And then, boom, somebody jacks a home run or, you know, breaks loose. But I, in my opinion, you know, they're playing. They're so excited and, and having so much fun playing that that keeps you from getting
1: tight. Or worrying about, you know, worrying worrying about, you know, losing. They 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 don't they don't have that dream. Bob would know, am I right? And uh, of course, he sees I think what we're all seeing, which is, yeah, this team just loves to play. Like, notice how much they smile and laugh when they're out there. You know, whether you're going to the games this weekend or watching them on TV, when they pan to. J- I mean, Jada smiles all the time, but when they show like Riley Boone out there in the outfield, look how much she's smiling and having a good time. And yes, it's a lot easier to do when you're winning a lot of consecutive softball games, but this team, like Bob nailed it right there. You-, you can just tell how much they enjoy playing. They smile, they're laughing when they're out there. I know that this is the more serious time of the year, but you can still easily tell how much fun they have. They're a likable team, but it makes them even more likable when you see how much they just genuinely enjoy playing softball with each, with each other, which is uh, which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And uh, it's also pretty cool that Bob loves watching OU softball so much. And every time we play his voice on this show, you can tell how much he just really respects and admires uh, Patty Gasso for what she's done and what she continues to do, which I think is cool. Uh, speaking of, let's get to the GOAT. Here's Patty Gasso on how her team is currently playing.
0: Believe it or not, we haven't peaked yet, and our team just admitted it. So we're playing, we played well this weekend. I think you get Haley Lee's swing back, you get Sid Sanders going, and you get some of these guys on all cylinders. It's going to be something special to watch. Our pitchers are on point. Our defense is on point. There have been, and it's natural to have a lineup when you have a few that might be struggling a bit. But uh, I feel our five, six, seven, eight, nine hitters this last weekend were really good and very clutch. So now you're talking about Jada Coleman, Ciari Jennings, I guess, Sid Sanders, we were scoring runs and finding ways to win without some of our elite, elite athletes. And so that was a good sign for us. And they walked in very business-like to the uh, Big 12 tournament and just let's get in, let's get it done. And. Very serious, very focused, very passionate. Uh, it was fun. It was fun to watch. And I, I am very anxious to see how they approach postseason now.
1: That's scary for everyone else to hear, is it not? I mean, I, I love hearing it. You love hearing it. It's, it's fun to think about what this team is truly capable of outside of the incredible things that it's already accomplished. Like, at least for me, that's fun. Maybe it's only me. I doubt so. But We've seen historic softball this season. And if you're telling me there's even more than what we've seen, I don't exactly know what that looks like, but I'm in. Let's go. If the if the best is yet to come for this team, I yeah, I'm dying to see what that looks like. Absolutely, please. I love that. Uh, great comment there from Patty Casso. Let's get to JT Gasso on a similar question to Bob's. How do you handle JT, the winning streak with the postseason here?
0: I just think over the past couple of years we have really Felt the effects of that, mm-hmm. and um, what's what's kind of good is knowing now how to handle those things. Gotcha. Think about twenty where you know we're coming out of COVID and and just burst onto the scene um, stronger than that nineteen season, which we thought was like one of our best seasons of all time, right? So um, we had a lot of we had a lot of attention um, back then, and and even last year with Jax's home run chase and and what not so um you know even with all those things we're just really focusing on ourselves and
1: how we can be the best that we can be day in and day out jt basically saying there well this isn't necessarily anything new we've uh, handled pressure and records before there was jossie's chase home run chase last year there was the win streak last year and even this year there's the pursuit of a third straight title i mean that that's pressure maybe there's a thought that there's more pressure with the ongoing winning streak and how close they are, four games, by the way, from tying the all-time record. But this team seems to handle all of that pressure just fine. In fact, from the lights of the brightest this team performs, probably at its best. We've mentioned that before. So, you know, with that being said, my prediction this weekend, I it's, it's 3-0. It's 3-0 and a quick wrap to the Norman Regional. I don't see a pitcher from any of the three teams that's necessarily going to surprise us like odyssey alexander did a couple of years ago in the women's college world series and in fact if you beat hofstra on friday maybe you'll face the number two pitcher for either cal or mizzou now if i had to guess i'm i'm guessing that either of those two teams are going to roll their ace back out there but i guess you never know how game one unfolds you never know if that's like a a full seven inning game eight inning game nine inning game like you just never know how that first game between cal and mizzou is going to play out but Ou's at a good spot. Like I'll, I'll predict, ou beats Hofstra, ou beats Mizzou on Saturday, and then beats uh, ou. Uh, uh, excuse me, ou beats Mizzou again on Sunday. More than anything, let's hope for no delays. Fingers crossed on that one. How about the other regionals? You know, that's been the fun thing about uh, seeing kind of how ou softball fans have. You know, not just watching ou; they're watching other teams across the country. I see you guys tweeting out about the ACC, SEC, Pac-12. Uh, several of you, myself included, very happy to see a Gasso win the Pac-12 tournament last week. Uh, another Gasso winning another conference championship. I agree, that's fun. Utah is the uh, OU fans' adopted second team right now, and with DJ out there as the head coach, and I think is Paige Parker out there at Utah as well. Yeah, you, you, you got to root for the Utes. Got to root for the Utes to uh, to make it to Oklahoma City. That would be fun. Uh, But the other regionals, the Clemson regional, the one that we're probably going to be watching the closest outside, of course, the Norman regional, Clemson, North Carolina, Greensboro, Auburn, and Cal State Fullerton. I'm tempted to take Cal State Fullerton, even more tempted to take Auburn, but in what is probably viewed as an unpopular opinion, even though they're the the home host and the highest ranked team, I'm going to take Auburn here, or excuse me, I'm going to take Clemson here. They'll have the best player with Valerie Cagle. They'll also have the home crowd. Give me Clemson, which is crazy to say. I, I feel like that's I feel like Auburn might be the more popular pick in this uh in this regional. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm gonna say OU plays Clemson in the super regional in Norman. Again, they got a top three player naturally, based on the voting they do anyway. Valerie Cagle, a very good softball player two ways, uh both at the plate and in the circle. I think she carries Clemson to a regional victory this weekend. But Clemson and Auburn matching off against each other is going to be uh, going to give me a lot of fun. Er, going to be a lot of fun. Give me Clemson. Uh, upsets for me, no Bama based on principle and overseeding. Give me Central Arkansas, I guess. Don't necessarily love that pick, but I'm going to go ahead and ride with it. I'm not I'm not trusting Alabama here. And again, just based on principle. I don't think Alabama uh, should advance to the Super Regional. I think they got overseeded. We'll see if they can actually take care of business. I do like Texas to win the Austin Regional. But I'm going to take Wichita State in the Stillwater Regional. I just can't trust Oklahoma State right now. I, I I can't I can't do it. You know they've lost to some good softball teams like Oklahoma and uh, Texas, but they've also lost to to Kansas. They've lost to this Wichita State team. I think Wichita State's better right now. I can't trust OSU even at home. And then for my last upset, I'm going to go Virginia Tech in the Athens Regional. Just don't think George is making it out. Not some great reason to be honest with you. I think George is a good softball team. But there's going to be upsets across regionals, and I like Votek to go down to uh, Athens and uh, advance to a super regional. But the top contenders, UCLA, Tennessee, Florida State, outside of Oklahoma, of course, I think they're all in. Though UCF, a tough little draw for Florida State. Be interesting to see how that goes. UCF, a team that, what, played OU in the uh, super regional last year, made it all the way to Norman, two games away from the Women's College World Series. UCF, tough little draw for Florida State. I think is really good. I think, FSU, I think Florida State and you could play in the championship series this year. That's how good I think they are. Uh, regardless, it's going to be fun. And how many times have I said it? Best time of the year. And, you know, even more so for me because I think I'm going to the game on Sunday. How about that? Terry Price, OU softball home run tracker, hooking me up with some tickets on Sunday. Super kind of him. And if you see me this weekend, please say hello. I'd like to uh, to meet all of you out there. But here we go. Pursuit. Of a winning streak, pursuit of another national championship, the championship run is here. We'll see if OU can take the first step in the postseason to making it three straight. Uh, as always, we'll have a post-game pod on Sunday, so be on the lookout for that. Thank you for the five-star reviews. Uh, thank you for leaving the nice comments. Please continue to do so if you haven't already. Thank you for sharing the podcast. Thanks for uh, all the support that you give on a week-in, week-out basis. Talk to you on Sunday. And uh, hopefully we're talking about a victorious OU softball team once the uh, weekend finally ends. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. It's the Diamond Envy Podcast. Talk to you on Sunday.